Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. Tax season is approaching, bringing potential extra cash your way. Rather than spending it all on an expensive deal filled with yada yada from your current wireless plan, consider switching to Metro by T-Mobile for no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada you don't take yada yada in life don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide this episode is brought to you by alienware during dell tech fest score game-changing innovations with limited time deals on select next-gen alienware gaming tech new dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the alienware m18 laptop powered by an intel core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals liquid cooling three-dimensional audio with dolby atmos and impressive overclocking potential your dream setup amazing prices and free shipping await you for a limited time only at alienware dot com slash deals that's alienware.com slash deals this is tracy v wilson from stuff you missed in history class the national sales event is on at your toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car like a legendary camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive you can count on your new camry to get anywhere you need to go or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Seth the Shadow, Nicholas Johnson. Most importantly, you are you. You are here, and that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. We're doing a relatively rare two-part episode on a story that has fascinated all of us, and hopefully you as well. It is the strange story of one Jeffrey Allen Lash. Uh, please do listen to part one. We've got a lot of, uh, I think we were able to do a pretty good job, fellas, mixing in some crazy and some facts. Uh but there, there's enough crazy to go around, to be, to be just brutally honest with you. Uh, this story, this part two, is going to make a lot more sense if you checked out part one first. So we're going to wait and done through the magic of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> should, we, should we 
touch on a couple of the important characters just so everybody is like up to speed? Yes. Here are the facts. Jeffrey Allen Lash dies 2015. Uh, He is 60 years old. His body is found in an abandoned SUV in his own neighborhood, which is a very posh neighbor, uh, very posh community in Los Angeles. And investigators uh, discover a web of weird events very shortly afterwards. Two of the big players we've met are Catherine Nebron Gorin and also her husband uh, for a time, Dr. Gorin. Uh, we've alluded to a couple of other folks that we're going to meet as well. Yeah, I just want to touch on Harlan Braun as well, B-R-A-U-N. That is the attorney representing Catherine Nebron Gorin. Gotta ask real quick up front, like what? How how did this gentleman come to live and cohabitate in the situation with Catherine and her then husband, and then manage to kind of push them apart and sort of you know take over the the roost, as it were? Yeah, yeah, pull a cuckoo, right? Uh, mm-hmm. This and shout, you know, unrelated. There's a fantastic kind of underrated sci-fi film called Vivarium, which oh my god, I have heard nothing but great things about it, and I have not seen it. It's so good, you guys. It's underrated for sure. Uh, so how did he? How did he become, you know, a, a social cuckoo? Uh, he would have an answer for that, Nolan. His answer would be national security. Okay? <laughs> of course, that's verbatim quote from him. Uh, so, so he knows. He knows the the old conversational tricks, at least. That's that's our recap. Where we left off last, we were asking ourselves. Where was the money coming from? How come his stepmother, Shirley Anderson, as well as his late father, did not know the source of his income? How come nobody seemed to know what he was really up to? And was there any truth to the bizarre, cryptic little hints he was dropping? I picture him dropping these kind of out of the blue, where they're not really necessary in conversation. Like he's he's uh, at that Italian restaurant they always go to. Because there were regulars there, they drove separate cars, sans license plates, and they paid cash for everything. I wonder if, like, there's a server who is a familiar face to him, and they say, "Okay, you know, um, we are specials today," and he's like, "I don't need the specials. That's not how the CIA does it." I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> we we know that that's just older food that wasn't sold last week. So we, we don't want your specials. Right. <laughs> the, the, the CIA, that's signed the CIA. Yeah, I think that's official policy. But there's a recap. So without further ado, let's dive right back in. Here's where it gets crazy. He does have a little bit of a paper trail. He does have a past uh, because he's done, um, he, he's had some brushes with the law. And he literally told his attorney that we're, we're going to tell you this. He literally told his attorney, yeah, sorry, I got weird. We're going to do this a little different way. <laughs> That's literally what this story is. I am become weird <laughs> and will operate thusly. Uh, yeah, this attorney represented him in 2009, uh, he called him out on said weirdness. Um, he, he described his client's behavior as very strange. Uh, Lash was charged with misdemeanor possession of a concealed weapon after being stopped by Culver City Police, presumably for not having a uh, license plate. But we don't know this for a fact. I'm sure we could find out. But still, I'm surprised he, he dodged that uh, for so long. Um, and that's according to court documents. Um, Lash had the ammunition and the firearm in his vehicle, but because Lash had the ammo and weapons uh, stored correctly in his vehicle, um, the charge was dropped. 
Yeah, but that's not the weird stuff, guys. The weird stuff is that, according to the attorney, Lash, after, I guess, contacting the law offices, uh, said, oh, no, 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 I'll contact you. Yeah, uh, you don't need any of my information. Like none of it. Don't worry. You've got the documents, the court documents. Uh, you don't have to contact me at all. I'm not going to give you any information. What I'm going to do is call you once a day, and you're going to tell me what's going on with my case. That's it. Because I'm CIA. Uh, shh, shh, you can't oh, say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because I am uh, deeply weird. Uh, once a day seems a bit much. Um, but the guy was nothing if not tenacious, right? Just to be candid, it's it's also a clear move or a first move for a manipulative personality, right, to appoint oneself. Like, there's a lot of conflation of client versus authority, right? These people are domineering. They want to be the one who knows the most or appears to. They want to be the one who has the most mystery, and they want to be the one who controls situations, that's a, a very lazy psychological sketch on my part, having never met Lash. But you're you're right. He he says, look, I'm just going to call you. I've become strange. And they say, <laughs> okay, well, you know, you're paying me in cash. Dope. And then there's a third lawyer who enters the fray here, enters the conversation. His name is Robert Renser. He told the local outfit KTLA that he had represented Lash for decades for almost 20 years and it was usually in relation to this guy's guns and he said look he's just a guy's really private which i respect and he's just really into guns and he added some interesting stuff here he said you know as far as i know jeffrey really isn't out here firing guns he may have called him jerry in some interviews he says he's not really out here using a bunch of these in fact, he prides himself on how well-maintained his firearms are. So I would, I would, says Renser, consider him more of a collector. And then we've got a quote where he does say, okay, a lot of people would call him odd because of his overwhelming desire for privacy. Some people considered him a little weird. You yeah. Know, you, for me, it's like you could tell He's speaking about someone who's passed, but he is speaking about it's still his client, you know, in his mind. So he doesn't want to just come out and say, I think he was crazy. He flew over yeah. the cuckoo's nest long ago. Well, think about how you, whoever you are, imagine keeping 1,200 plus guns in very good order, well maintained. That's... um. Imagine that. Do you guys realize how difficult it is, especially if they're ever fired, to keep a gun really well maintained? Mm-hmm. It is not an easy. It's not an easy thing. It takes work, and now you've got twelve hundred of them in your townhouse. <laughs> and where do you put them to keep them really well maintained? Oh man, this just there's so many questions. It's you know it's. It's funny because I think for a lot of people who are adverse to firearms, uh, it's it's something you may not always think about. But you got to break the machine down. You got to clean it. Uh, it's there. There are rules for good firearm maintenance that a lot of people just don't do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They might they might buy a gun and they never familiarize themselves with it. They just hide it somewhere, um, and that can, that can be dangerous. 
they can be very dangerous very quickly. But I always like to think of cars. If you are re- if you ever read the manual for a car, it's there's stuff that no one ever does. Like you're supposed to walk and have a four point safety check before you get into your car. Great. When's the last time you did that? When's the last time you were like, hey, hold on, I need to. <sighs> Oh. I, I need to make sure the headlights are working and the tail lights are good. I've my been driving God. with a donut on my back tire for about a month now. So, oh my you know. God! <laughs> no, <laughs> on the highway? Oh, I mean, look, it's, I'm going to get it taken care of. Okay, oh, it's just such a hassle. It's a hazard of being an adult. Where well, you have to I, do I, things I, that aren't fun and spend money on ways that don't feel like achievements. Well, here's the thing, guys. I just had another tire pop. So this is my second one. So oh. I'm just over it. It's Atlanta. Atlanta, the, the roads are garbage. Okay, done with my, my road conditions rant. I, I would just say I think that <laughs> I think that maintenance thing, the four-point check, is a generational thing. My grandfather, close to every time I got into a car with him when he was still alive, he would check the oil. He would walk around the vehicle like he would he would do that, especially if we were going further than just up the street. Well, and there, here's another one. Uh, <laughs> I did an episode on this years ago. The old question of like, when should you change your oil? Mm. Right. Is it every X amount of miles? Is it every X amount of months? Uh, theoretically, you know, what's best for your car is if you change the oil every time you drive it. I'm just saying there are maintenance standards for any machine that a lot of people do not care about. And when it came to firearms, Lash was someone who did care about this stuff. Oh, thank you for bringing us back. We brought it back. I know it was, that was the parkour on our part. Not really. No, it was fun. And you made a great point about how crappy the roads are here in Atlanta. They literally pay a guy to just go put metal plates out. Oh, like in three inches above the ground. Is, right. Which is like in and of itself almost more dangerous than the freaking potholes. Yeah, did I ever tell you guys about the uh, the hubcap anomaly that was up the street from my place? No. I was, tra- I was trying to figure out for the longest time. I thought it was a weird performance art thing because there was this like growing pyramid of hubcaps on the corner of the street next to me or very close to it. I was walking somewhere one day and then I finally found the mystery. There was a small but deep hole in the road and like a weird curve thing or something, but I was walking by and a hubcap flew off like a little, you know, these are newer cars. So these little plasticky hubcaps, right? So, so the, they're Frisbees almost this thing kind of like went bump and then fell near this pyramid of hubcaps. So I think somebody was just happening along and kind of gathering them up. Uh, I should have taken a picture. It was epic. They actually fixed the road. Well, they put a metal plate on there. I think they'll get to fixing it later. This has nothing to do with Jeffrey Lash. <laughs> I, I'm going to put my money that they all rolled. They all hit that one, whatever that one thing was, and they all rolled to that one place just because that's the nature of them. That would be beautiful. If 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 hubcaps, like the majority of people, seek the company of their own, you know, that would be oh. inspiring. That's a very Pixar hubcap we've just created. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, guess what? Yeah. Transition. Hey, was this dude a spy? Mm, he sure wanted people to think so but what if he were more than a uh, spy matt no 
More than a spy? Mm-hmm. What more does that even mean? More than meets the eye. What if he were an alien? So remember how he said- I thought Patrick, you were going to say Transformer. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping you said too. Dang it. What if you were a Transformer? Matt, I was thinking about this. Your, your Optimus Prime extremism is, is uh, something I can't forget now, ever since our conversation. <sighs> Optimus Prime extremism? Yeah. No, I've already forgotten it. So well, ah. you're looking at you're like I look at. We're talking about uh, trucks, faces, vehicles with faces. Oh yes, yes. You said no. When I look at a truck, I wonder if it's Optimus Prime or something That's like right. that. Okay. But anyway, this show is sponsored by Transformers. We got, think I got, I got to say really, 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 cool, really quickly. I don't see the benefit of being able to turn into a truck. <laughs> I just don't see the tactical benefits. Being a robot seems way cooler and more versatile. Turning into a truck seems like a downgrade. Well, they had to do that because otherwise the humans would find out the secret, yeah. which is that they live among us. And they all had to have dealer plates. That was uh, one of the tricks of the Transformers. <laughs> there, it there it is. So we don't know if Transformers are a sponsor of today's podcast, but let's pause and find out together. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ah, uh, nope, not this time. <laughs> well, the reason I think we're laughing here is because it would, how stupidly hilarious would it be if there was like a Transformers movie that we didn't know about and that was just the ad in 2024? Somebody is going to listen to this episode and there will be some kind of Transformers integration. And I'm so excited for you. I'm glad you heard that. Yeah, that one was for you specifically. So we left on a bit of a cliffhanger, right? An alien? What are you talking about? Remember how we said that Catherine Nebron Gorin left? She skedaddled to Oregon to ditch the heat after Lash's death. And this was per his instructions, as mm-hmm. she has claimed. And we said she took an employee along with her. This is one Dawn Vad Bunker. Don, Don Marie Matt Bunker, I believe, uh, she briefly went missing in Oregon after Lash's death. And uh, a lot of what we know about Don's position comes from her mother, Laura Vad Bunker, who was very worried about her daughter. In a brief bit of good news, Don Vad Bunker turned out to be fine. She was just off the grid for a little while. Yeah. And both of these women at least it seems, according to statements, fully believed Jeffrey Allen Lash's stories about being a spy or working for a government agency of some sort and needing to protect his privacy in some way. But that's not all they believed about him. According to their stories, they believed he was a human-alien hybrid. Cool. What does that even consist? So that's sort of like a human-alien hybrid. Does that mean like the spawn of an alien and a human's relations? Uh, Some sort yeah. of genetically engineered lab-grown creature? A, a combination of DNA, right? Of, of some sure. sort. Part of it was human, part was not. And this is all coming from Laura Vadbunker, the mother of Dawn, the, the young, younger woman who was there uh, in Oregon. She, she said that this was a genuine belief that was held by her daughter and... Apparently, according to the stories that they were told that they believed, uh, Jeffrey Allen Lash was sent to the Earth to protect it, to protect humanity, essentially. Yeah, in some nebulous way that he could not explicitly detail, right? Which is a key part of these sorts of, trying to be diplomatic, explanations. Yeah, Uh, I'm getting flashbacks of the story that just broke the week that we're recording this about uh, all mother. Mm-hmm. About mother love. Yeah, we, uh, I guess we should address that. We, when, so we record those strange news segments about a, a week before they air. Mm-hmm. And that's just the, the system that Noel, Matt, and, and uh, our, our, our team has worked out. So, when we recorded this, um, we did predict that it was an unsustainable situation. 
we knew something would probably happen. Something does often with these organizations, but we did not know it would happen so soon. Um, and, you know, whether or not you agree with somebody's spiritual beliefs, the truth is no one knows the answer or no one knows, no one has been able to convince the rest of the world they know the answer. So you have to think of everyone as human beings and, um, and exercise empathy. So our, our thoughts are with these people uh, during this incredibly difficult time, as well as the survivors. What are we talking about? Well, just a few days after we mentioned the existence of the Love Has One cult, news emerged that their leader, Matt, referring to as All Mother, Mother Love, Amy Carlson, uh, had passed away and been mummified. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, so be very careful believe what you would like, but never hesitate to reach out if you if you feel like you or one of your family members is being held by one of those organizations against your will. That's a very weird time to put in that PSA, but I think... Well, it's not that weird because Dawn... I don't... Some of the women involved in Jeffrey Allen Lash's life were doing things that may seem bizarre to some of us. Yeah, yeah, because... You know, it's kind of like, I never thought I'd say it this way. This is not a ding on Scientology. This is not a ding on Scientology. Just repeating that for the lawyers, uh, for our legal team. When you hear people say stuff that sounds really outlandish, and you know that they are reasonable, intelligent people, it's easy to dismiss them because, or dismiss those beliefs, because we don't know how they arrived at that. It's always an incremental uh, sort of education right? Indoctrination is a better word. So if you hear somebody say, here are the, like, when we learned the inner workings of Scientology or the inner belief system of that organization, uh, thanks to WikiLeaks, we thought it was crazy, right? We thought this was very outlandish, but we also could tell that people don't learn this all at once. They, they learn it in a way that leverages what's called the sunk cost fallacy. Mm -hmm. So at the time you start hearing this other stuff, you've already been primed for it, which you talked about earlier, and everything seems just like a little step further. It's never a bridge too far. And that's how you end up like Don Vadbunker, who said, yes, he's sent to Earth to protect us. He's part human. He's part alien. Uh, he is also working for the government. Uh, and yeah, I was originally hired by Catherine Nebron to manage some of the properties she owned in the area. But then I, I finally met Lash. Uh, she didn't meet either Catherine or Jeffrey for a long time. She was working remotely. But when she did, she was taken in by a story. She started following a diet. Um, you know, we mentioned specific diets earlier. Noel, you were talking about your piano teacher in part one. Dawn gives up smoking and she starts doing the Lash diet. Heavy on raw meat, weird raw meat too, like raw bison. Her mom is saying she's drinking all these gross juices. Uh, she told her mother that she was doing this because Lash was helping her turn into an alien hybrid herself. That's, uh, yes, an interesting notion of using your diet with very earthly foods to turn into, you know, an extraterrestrial hybrid. Then again, sounds outlandish, but we have to realize, you know, this is an intelligent person. There is a context. There is a, like a, 
a chain of indoctrination that led her to that. And that's not all she said. She she gave us a little more information about what Lash's top secret projects were at the moment. Yeah. She said that Lash was assisting the government with these operations on the computer all night. Like that he would just stay up and do whatever he was doing on his machine. Then he would travel to different solar systems and planets through the mechanisms of the computer, through the chips, whatever is on there, through the networks. He would somehow, astrally or otherwise, travel throughout the galaxy. Oh, I mean, good gig if you can get it, right? Oh, (laughs) presumably one of his 12 cars, you know, had some sort of interdimensional travel mods. I love it. I, yes. I would like to think that. I would very yeah, much like did. to think that. Was no, it a official. Tesla? Oh, no, that was 2015. So it was probably a Saturn. It was a Saturn. <laughs> so, all right, going back to these attorneys, right? The attorneys are very much like they definitely have a horse in the race. They have an angle. They're representing clients. Uh, but they're also trying to stick to the letter of the law and the things that they can prove, that they can confirm. That's why it's interesting that several of the attorneys connected to Jeffrey Allen Lash found the idea of him being a spy laughable. Ha ha ha, LMAO, they would say. But there's an interesting problem there. None of the attorneys related to Lash in any way have been able to confirm that they actually knew what it was he did for a living. Uh, As we said, uh, Harland Braun did not believe that Lash was selling guns or drugs, but he was also baffled. He noted that Lash, quote, could have been working for anyone. It's hard to imagine, however, that it's a total figment of his imagination because there's so much money involved. There's almost $5 million worth of guns that were taken by the police. And then this led him to conclude something that I'm sure has been on all of our minds through part one and up to now, led him to conclude the following. The real problem is if he was working for a government agency or foreign, they would never corroborate Ooh, American or foreign agency, they wouldn't corroborate it. That makes a lot of sense, right? If he's so deep undercover for another government or another spy agency that's outside of the U.S., why would anybody admit that that's what he was doing? Especially if he was providing them with, you know, like high level intelligence somehow. I don't know if he was an American agent I don't know, dude. I'm really wondering like how often agents are like deceased agents are mentioned or even if they're undercover, I guess, if they're ever mentioned by, you know, or acknowledged by an agency. Well, it it depends, you know, because we talked about SOV in Vietnam. They had explicit an explicit understanding that if things went sideways, they didn't exist, you know, but that's that's a foreign agent in Vietnam. This would be a U.S. agent in the U.S. operating domestically, except when he's in space, um, and running what he claimed was a really big company uh, toward toward the end, uh, leading into the events of the of July. We'll find that he was talking to another woman, and he was a little bit more, oddly enough, a little bit more specific. Like his story was the same, but he was clearly evolving it as we move from victim to victim, which is what I think is happening, just as a spoiler. Uh, and that leads us to something else, you know. There is money. The money is real. 
Somebody bought the guns. They didn't get paid in like space stories. So what if the cash came from a more mundane source? There may be another conspiracy afoot. There are indications that Lash was, if nothing else, uh, Seth, can we get some, uh, can we get some smooth music? There we are. A little bit of a Lothario, a ladies' man. And uh, hold that, uh, hold that sexy music for a quick word from our sponsor, and then we'll be back with all the juicy details. Let me get some of this Covassier <laughs> reference. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. You've been listening to The Quiet Storm. Kidding, this is still stuff they don't want you to know. We are back from the break. What are we talking about with Lash? Well, he had no shortage of lovers, paramours, girlfriends. Uh, And this leads some people 
including your faithful correspondent, honestly, uh, to speculate that he was little more than a con artist. He told one of his lovers, Michelle Leones, that he had been in a relationship with since before he was hanging out with uh, Catherine. He told her that he was a former government agent, he had top secret security clearance, and he said, you know, I've got a rap sheet pretty much. Over my time, I've performed counterterrorism operations, I've rescued hostages, I've done anti-harassment missions, and yeah, you know, I rescued a couple people from cults. What of it? Now I'm on a mission to save the world. Because I'm an alien-human hybrid. An alien-humanoid <sighs> hybrid super space secret spy. And I have become strange. I and I have become. I am become strange. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would say all of these things add up to definitely becoming strange. I wonder if it's one of these things where it's like, you know, science science fiction. Of course, is where my brain goes with this kind of stuff. But like the idea of maybe slowly metamorphosing—that's not a word—morphing into an alien human hybrid. Like maybe he started off purely human, and then through some sort of event. You know, like a Hulk type event, perhaps he was um, perhaps bombarded with some kind of, you know, alien rays. And then he received uh, he kind of like got that DNA that sort of like, you know, grafted on to his DNA. Oh, I got you. I got you. Okay, so uh, some early secret version of CRISPR was used to take. Thank you, Ben. Thank you for putting sciencey words to my absolutely outlandish fictional proposition. No, it's perfect. I think we've got, I think we're onto something between this and the elevator. We are killing it on spec scripts and synopses. Uh, What? Elevator? Elevator. Yeah, because the devil like goes down to earth and then later he, there's a whole mythology. I've been working on the Bible for the show. Look, I get it. The game show network gets it. We're on the same page. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, there's a tie-in, yes, but I, I feel like you didn't read the email. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're kidding. We're, 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 um, we're at least 40% kidding. Lash had more than a few eccentricities, and this was very clear to Michelle. Uh, he seemed to be a neat freak. He definitely didn't want her to touch his stuff. As we said earlier, he had a, hard ban on people taking his photograph. Uh, Leon's knew, Michelle knew that he had credit cards, but he always paid in cash. And in 1987, she buys a three-bedroom condo in Santa Monica. Lash enters the place. He starts living there. He takes over one bedroom entirely. He locks it. And just like that, um, remember that old pirate myth? Was it Bluebeard, I think? Uh, mm-hmm. he, he forbids her from ever entering. He's got a locking key system. He's like, hey, we're cool as long as this room just doesn't exist. Wow. And and I never want to see you in there. We're never going to talk about it. And maybe she said, what if I ask about it? And then he probably had like one of those Dennis Reynolds smiles. And he's like, don't ask about it. (laughs) Jesus. I wonder if if he had like, you know, in 87, he probably had a hundred guns. You know, like in one bedroom, you could probably put a hundred guns in a bedroom. Yeah. You need a gun rack, Mm -hmm. you know, of some sort. You just kind of like stand them up in a corner, right? One goes in and then you just start pyramiding them out like hubcaps. I just take it back (laughs) up, guys. And just just hope that this terrible plan doesn't go awry. That there's, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, you could do it. But the point is, she she has no idea. She doesn't know what's in there. 
And there's this excellent article by the Hollywood Reporter that we may have mentioned in in part one. Some of the best reporting on this was Hollywood Reporter and Playboy. And according to this story by Scott Johnson, which we highly recommend reading, we now we know that Lash was telling multiple versions of a story to multiple women, right? And there's a bizarre rundown of the stuff he would tell Michelle Leons and tell his other girlfriends. He would say he's a member of anti-terror team that he refers to as his upper staff. So he had his own A-team, basically. And uh, they were brave and lethal. And most importantly, they were super loyal to Lash. If anyone stood in his way, contradicted him, harmed him, his team would come after them and kill them. This is like a, this is him trying to be kind of, you know, edgelordy, right? If it's not true. I guess we have to say, if it's not true, it's him being edgelordy and manipulative, but it's also threatening because he had a temper problem and he was physically abusive to some of these women. And Lyons uh, never came into contact with any of these A-team members. She didn't speak with any of them on the phone. But again, like it's that threat. I guess it, w- it occurred so often in their relationship, this threat of these other people, that it just made it feel very, very real to Leon's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, when you're acting with limited information, you don't know, like, how, how do you find this out? You don't have the internet at this point, right? You have to do your best in person to suss out what's happening. And again, it's the incremental indoctrination that is key here. He also says, he also says that, uh, he knows a psychic. Her name is Tara. And he can't talk, he can't say much about her because he had to teach her to go dark and live off the grid for national security reasons. Mm, yeah. This guy seems to complicate the lives of everyone he encounters. Oh, dude, you have no idea. Because here's the thing. He's living with lions in this condo she bought. He's got this, the room that doth not exist uh, with all his guns, I think, probably all his guns stashed in it. And... He has somehow gotten Leones to pay for everything. Right. Like everything, not just the condo and rent, the food, the supplies, whatever those may be for any interact or, you know, for going out to the park. She's getting whatever they need for the picnic, Um, entertainment, everything. I mean, this seems like a grift of his, though, right? Like, uh, I imagine it maybe even happened more times than we have on record because he literally, like, like I asked at the top of the show, like, how the hell is this even possible? But Lash continued to be supported for a time by Lyons, even after moving out and into this other condo with Nebron Gorin with her husband at the time, and then somehow strong arming him out of the picture. Uh, seems like a real, you know, manipulative con artist. Well, you see, he can't can't use any of his own money. He would get exposed. It's about the mission. Yeah. They can track serial numbers on this cash. We can use the cash sometimes, but only, only when we absolutely have to. So what do you, I mean, is he totally insane? I mean, there's obviously real information and real stuff to back up that something weird is going on with this guy. But he sure seems to have delusions of grandeur and obviously is, is a total grifter uh, and manipulator. I, I just, it's, it's mind boggling. Yes. Yeah. He was a taker. 
is, you know, he was reciprocating by spinning tales and helping making people think they were part of something bigger, which is a brilliant way to get people to be your thralls. So things aren't going well at the DeBron household. Uh, he is worried about what might happen to his guns now that he's taken over their house. He's put them in a really weird situation. These people who own this house, by the way, are having to go shower at their neighbor's place because he's stuffed it with so much junk and restricted the areas of their own house where they can actually live. Uh, he, Because of the guns, he shut down the water in the condo. That's that's the reason they had to go uh they had to go shower other places. Uh, he also needed a special chef for his diet. The chef cost about $1,785 a week. He did not pay for that. Uh, uh, Lyons also bought uh, two healing frequency machines. That's twelve grand a piece. Uh, then another $9,800 a year in storage fees for like more than a decade. Uh, she estimates that she shelled out about $1.8 million. So this is another pretty well-to-do woman that is being manipulated by this guy. He becomes more and more extreme. He's physically abusive. Uh, Gorin, you know, we said they divorced earlier, uh, was convinced that Lash was the real deal. However, he said in 2016, he said Lash put a gun against his head and demanded that Gorin continued to give him the cash he needed to carry out his missions and says that he gave this guy something around $2.5 million. What? Uh, yep. And then after they divorced, Nebron took up with Lash, eventually becoming his fiance without the knowledge of Michelle Leons, who thought they were still dating. So full circle back, Ouroboros, this to part one, Michelle has finally had enough. She's been trying. She's very close friends with Catherine, by the way, and she's been trying to call her to see what's up with her boyfriend. No one's picking up the phone. This radio silence is distressing. Eventually, in a moment of desperation, she decides she's going to break into that locked room, and it's not what she expected. That's right. It was essentially like an episode of that super depressing uh, reality show hoarders um, lions began to sift through just absolute piles of, of stuff um, looking for some clue as to what this dude was all about. But she found evidence not of uh, any kind of, you know, government work, um, but of other women, at least six other women in addition to her, and Nebron. So we're talking things like love letters, photographs, an audio cassette that uh, one of his uh, former lovers had made from, I'm assuming, like a mixtape. Um, and uh, five or six women whose names Lyons found in this stash were still alive. So she began to contact them um, and eventually reached out to four. So these were not the only examples of this grift that uh, Lash pulled um, because all of these stories were identical to her own. Lash had swooped in and completely hijacked their relationship using a variety of psychological manipulation tactics. Um, he, you know, got them to pay for everything, cheated them out of their money, you know, completely took advantage of their goodwill. Ben, you mentioned at the top of the show or one of the episodes how someone like Nebron, Nebron Gorin um, could have been a very uh, easy mark 
for many reasons. And it appears that he knew exactly the criteria of what he was looking for in such a mark. Right. Which does importantly does not mean that he did not believe his own story. He could have been having what we'll call a Merlin moment. Uh, and he, and the lash stash was real. Uh, he did have over 200 grand in his house. So he may have been a bit of a remora, you know, just attaching himself to the lives of these people and intimidating them. Some of these women told Michelle they had a very real fear that if they did not comply, he would kill them or have them killed. How did this all shake out? Well, uh, we'll tell you a legal battle between Lash's lovers and relatives ensued over the seized goods after his death. He left no will. That's a paper trail, right? So his his, uh, his only relatives were these estranged cousins. They were set to inherit his fortune, which was, uh, you know, they were mainly thinking in terms of the guns. They were like, that's $5 million just for the guns. According to their lawyer, the cousins planned to have the weapons destroyed to send a message about uh, guns in the U.S. instead of being sold. Uh, and again, all the guns what? are clean. Yeah, they're legally purchased. Send they a wa- message. Yeah, they wanted to, um, because they were worried about that many, uh, that they were worried about those guns getting out on the street. I see, getting and, in, 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 the, you know, in the wrong hands. Got it. Yeah, what are they, they doing? You start a museum the, on the side of 400, <laughs> and it's Bigfoot and guns. God. I'm in. I am in. I will take the elevator to Bigfoot and guns. Uh, yeah, I'm on board. So this this is a problem because several of the women involved with Lash have their own lawsuits, Nebron and Lyons in specific. Uh, they're seeking compensation for the millions of dollars they've spent supporting this guy over the years. The coroner eventually concludes that Lash died at age 60 of natural causes due to a cardiovascular condition. But the problem is his corpse was so decomposed by two weeks of summer heat uh, that it was tough to conclude what was happening to him in his final years. Yes, in certain cases, some diseases like cancer, maybe ALS, can cause you to have psychotic breaks and hallucinations. But the thing is, his story went on so long and was seemingly so well thought out and calculated that you can't really explain it. Right. Just by saying uh, he had a medical condition that was messing with his cognition Uh, to your earlier point, Matt, about uh, having a criminal record. He had none. He was squeaky clean. That in itself can be suspicious because if you want good cover, then you want to have some warts. Right. You want to have some wrinkles that makes it look more realistic, which is why when you do a CGI image of a person, you want to have a slight asymmetry. Right. Because they look more like a person. It's true. Yeah. Otherwise, you get that uncanny valley effect, uh, which I think you could apply that same terms to like a weirdly squeaky clean record. Uh, it f- starts to feel like not a real person or like it was, you know, wiped in some way. Uh, that's always a red flag in, uh, you know, mystery type shows or procedural cop dramas when they look up a person of interest and there's nothing about them. Super sketchy. Yeah. And none of the agencies that exist have acknowledged any sort of interaction with Lash or any work that Lash had ever done for any of them. So that's kind of a dead end unless, again, they're keeping it under wraps for one reason or another. Which is possible. Which is possible. But you would think that that if that were the case, this wouldn't be in the news as much as it was in 2015. 
Uh, also, side tip, if you want to get off the grid and you don't want people to know where you're going for a, a certain period of time or any amount of time, um, one one good thing to do is to have a friend take your main phone and just drive it around with them wherever they go while you're gone for the weekend or the week or whatever. Can't officially tell you that it works. Just but plug what? it, have them plug it in in their car, by the way. That's how you do it. Like yeah. have what, a charger what, in their did, car, leave it charged at all times in their car. To create the illusion of your normal goings on and movements that you haven't left and, you know, that you're like just still do, doing your thing. Mm-hmm. Again, we can't officially tell you that it works and it's crazy how easily you can do it. Uh, and but, make sure location services are on and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> significant places are turned on too. Anyway. Theoretically. Hypothetically. Uh, so what was Lash up to? Where did the money come from? Was it all from his victims? If victims they were? Uh, was he a cod man? Was he an aspiring cult leader? Was he an alien? For now, that appears set to remain the stuff Jeffrey Allen Lash doesn't want you to know. Uh, real people's lives were affected and damaged by his actions. Uh, but as as we've established, we... We don't have enough info to say whether he truly believed what he was doing, but those questions remain unanswered. How, where did the money come from? What changed about his life? This is a fascinating case, and we want to hear what you think, folks. Definitely. Uh, also, record conversations with yourself and your friend, and then have your friend play them back on the radio while you're driving around with your phone plugged in. Uh, oh, sorry. A- anyway. Uh, <laughs> perfect is the enemy of good matt perfect is the enemy of good okay all right so you can reach us all over social media we are conspiracy stuff on twitter and facebook we are conspiracy stuff show on instagram you can find our facebook page here's where it gets crazy that's our group where you and all other conspiracy realists can hang out chat about this episode any other episode, any topic you want to. If you want to join, all you have to do is name one of us who is talking to you during this episode or Seth Shadow Johnson or any of our other super producers. Just name one of us or make us laugh and you can get in. That's right. Also, while you're at it, why not pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Five-star review uh, would mean the world to us and also helps people discover the show and helps it inch up in those Apple Podcast rankings, which I believe we are sitting at a nice solid 166 or so out of like all podcasts, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, and, and thank you, uh, Conspiracy Realists, for helping make that happen. And if you are someone who... Uh feels the way about social media that Jeffrey Allen Lash felt about uh, photography, never fear. You can contact us the way he used to contact his lawyers. Just dial us on the phone. It doesn't have to be once a day. Uh, you can call it us. It does up. have to be from a payphone though. That's, a, that's required. Yeah. Or a burner. We'll <laughs> yeah. also accept a burner. Uh, so that number is one eight three three S T D W Y T K. Three minutes. Those three minutes are yours. Uh, give uh, yourself a cool nickname. Let us know if it's okay to use your name and voice on air, and uh, tell us what's on your mind. Hip us to some topics you think your fellow conspiracy realists would enjoy. If you say, Ben, that's malarkey. Joe Biden doesn't own that word. We can all use it. Yeah, of course. Uh, if, if you if you say Ben, that's crazy. You yourself have talked 
at length about how much you hate phones. Why would you try to convince me to tell you, to call you on a phone? Uh, why would you do this to either of us? That's a great question. Not everybody loves phones, uh, but there is one way that you can always contact us regardless of how you feel about social media, how you feel about Jeffrey Allen Lash, how you feel about phone calls. That's our good old fashioned email address where we are. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.